Hey, you are listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Got to take care of a few things before we jump into this week's episode. First, our ramping isometrics for BJJ program. It is a 12-week program all laid out for you. It's going to help you build strength and cardio in the fastest, safest, and most convenient way possible. This is how James and I have been training for the past year, and we love it. So we put this program together so you can just follow along, and we are certain you will see and feel the benefits that we do. It's only 15 bucks. Just go to GrumpyGuyBJJ.com, click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll find it. Next, R3. Is this is our K2 D3 supplement. It is a combination combination of those two vitamins D3 and K2. These are two vitamins that James and I have been taking for a long time that really help us recover from hard training sessions. And for only 15 bucks with free shipping, you get a whole month supply. I was going to pull up some studies explaining the benefits of D3 and K2, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence and pretend to be a fucking scientist. I take it it helps me recover. That's it. So for 15 bucks, check it out. And last but certainly not least, we have partnered up with Dejitsu.com. They have a ton of awesome BJJ instructionals, and they have hooked us up with a discount code for our listeners. It's Grumpy10. So what you got to do is you go to Dejitsu.com, which is D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com. Find the instructionals you want, throw them in a shopping cart, in the little discount code box, you type in Grumpy10, which is just G-R-U-M-P-Y, and the number 10, one zero. That's it. No spaces. Boom. You get 10% off. You're up and running. They got a nice app you can download on your phone. That way you can take your instructions right to the gym with you, watch the technique, drill it. It's a pretty sweet setup. So once again, D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, discount code Grumpy10, G-R-U-M-P-Y, one zero. Simple as that. To find all this stuff I just got done talking about, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. There, you'll subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates. You'll find links for the Ramping ISOs program, the R3 Recovery Supplement, and then under the Programs and Products tab, you'll find a link to dejitsu.com. And let's be honest, if you guys can't figure out how to navigate a website by now, there's nothing I can do to help you. So quit fucking around. Check it out, train hard, and let's get into this week's episode. Three and boom. Boom. We are back once again. We are back. My buddy, Mark, who's uh, who lives in Vegas, and um, anyways, uh, he just texted me exactly when we hit start and sent me a picture of his new baby boy. Oh, nice. So, congratulations to him and his wife, Sam, so... It's uh, it's official. I guess he's a daddy now, so yeah. everything yeah. changes. Is that his first one? It's his first one. I'm sure that, that first is. one's pretty life-changing experience. It is, man. It totally and is. the second one comes, and you're like, all right, we've done this before. <laughs> and then Z comes. You think you know what's going on, and he goes, he's no. Like, no, that's not how this is going to go. Dude, as far as I was talking with Kiele this morning, or no, him, because I keep you know, referring to him as being five. He turned six like less than a month ago, so it'll take me a little bit. But I was like, dude, five, it was such a milestone for us. Like, like that was our battle cry for a while because intellectually we knew that we were going to like make it, but emotionally there were times when we were like, we don't know how we're going to survive another night. Like he was so 
like uh, like the technical term is a high needs child <laughs> and so yeah he was he was tough and Shiloh was the polar opposite she was super easy so there were definitely some lessons that we had to learn with him especially when you first <clears throat> think you had it all figured out like dude we were awesome we're fucking rock stars <laughs> yeah you <laughs> hear other parents talk about like oh my baby cried through the night and we're like you guys aren't doing something right so and it's like no sometimes no. the baby's just don't come, cooperate don't cooperate but uh yeah no it is man it's uh the first one i remember shiloh because you do you realize like holy shit i'm responsible for another human being like this ain't a dog no it's not a dog <laughs> this is a, another human another human so it's a whole nother level of responsibility but and i it uh it definitely motivates you to be a better version of yourself. I mean, there's a lot of things that can motivate you to be a better version of yourself. I'm not saying that's the only thing, but I just know for me that that was one of the, the, the things for me is like after she was born, I just realized like, wow, like, cause I have to be better for someone else. It's not just me now. And even like Kiele, like we were married, that's a little, you know, she's an adult. She can take care of herself. Love you, baby. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, have a little baby sitting there holding this little freaking, you know, I forget what she weighed, you know, less than 10 pounds, this tiny little human in your arms, and you're like, whoa. I got to take care of this thing. Yeah, this thing is my responsibility for, like, ever, really. I mean, the whole, yeah, they move out at 18 or whatever, they move out at some point, but, like, realizing, like, you never stop worrying, like, like, it's a permanent part of my psyche, you know? Like, your parents think about you. All the, time. Uh, all the time, every day, you know, it's probably not a day goes by that like you don't enter their mind just on some level. And so it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's cool. But, um, but anyways, yeah, anyways. I've, I've, I've joked with him. He knows cause, uh, he's heard my stories about my kids for the last couple of years that we've been friends. So, but, uh, anyways, it'll be it's good. exciting. It is, man. Another little, another little person. So by the time he grows up, maybe we'll have our universal basic jujitsu platform in place. And uh, yeah, we didn't really map that out. We brought it up last time, but we didn't quite map it out. We still got a few years. <laughs> it's 2022. I don't even know if there's an election that year, but we're <laughs> running. Right. We're running for something. We're running for something on that platform. <laughs> it's like, why is the local like treasurer <laughs> running on basic jujitsu? I don't think he understands what's happening. No, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. Obviously. <laughs> That's the point. That is the point. So, all right, well. Speaking of that, though, your whack job shit. You listen, you've been listening to the uh, Alex Jones podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're getting into that. That was fucking amazing. Dude, he's, uh, he's an interesting cat. He's got a lot. Of, I was talking to you. We were talking about it. And this is the uh, a historic um podcast for us because for once i'm not the only one who's stoned nope and now that so, i don't have to go to work i can behave like a normal human so we were smoking a bowl and talking about this shit before <laughs> we started the podcast and i said what really freaked me out about the alex jones shit and again man he's like he's a conspiracy theorist conspiracy theorist man like interdimensional beings and you know, world governments and just all sorts of... Shadow governments. Shadow yeah. governments. Breakaway shadow governments. The CIA and NASA are breakaway shadow governments operating 
to create a breakaway society that they've realized long ago that we're not all going to make it. And so they're just fucking dumbing us all down and poisoning us. And, and it's wild shit, man. Fucking Chinese body farms and <laughs> just pig human hybrids. Pig human hybrids and crazy shit. But the thing is, we all know how this works, right? The truth is usually somewhere in between. No one, no one has the truth. Yeah, they're, they're, whatever, they're part of it, what they see. And so I don't believe what he's saying is true, but what it does is it drags the middle in an interesting direction because like the truth is somewhere in the middle. And before listening to that, uh, that podcast, like how crazy I thought things could get, wasn't that, that state got picked up and moved a few hundred yards down the field. And so just by nature, that kind of drags what the middle probably is a little bit in a strange direction. So, you know, even if only 1% of what he said is true, and it, 1% is it's going to be wild, man. So we were, I, th- I think, uh, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but if I had to put money on something, I think that the, the, the um, pig human body farms is probably the most likely like realistic yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I bet China's doing some shit like that. Yeah, I, I, you'd almost you can't guarantee, but man, there's no one telling them they can't. Right, they can do whatever the fuck they want as long as they don't have a head. Yep. So there's no brain, there's no like you know consciousness on that level, and you're just basically growing flesh and spare parts and spare parts. Then it's really weird and. A lot of people are going to be super squeamish with it. I don't know that I'm not 100% not squeamish with it. It's one of the... I, I thought about this. It's one of those things that I could just kind of bury my head in the sand. Like, if I didn't ever have to go see it, like, in reality, like, yeah. see these... It's kind of like a cow, like, a, the slaughter farm. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's exactly... I'll eat that burger, but yeah. I don't want to go, like, see exactly what's going on. Yeah, I don't, yeah, don't want to go to, you know, the factory farm and see the... Nastiness. I don't. So I don't know if I want to go to these tissue farms. But right. if they but. had them, and you could just have spare parts like that, yeah, <clears throat> new ACL, ready yeah. to go, man. I know it's weird. I mean, right now we rely on people to die, and people to die who are, you know, willing to be organ donors, and and you got to worry about matches and stuff. And so, like on some level, it's it's I don't know. It's the same thing. And so I'm but I'm kind of more efficient. Yeah, it is more efficient. It seems like it would be a healthier, like, say, for example, like an ACL. Yeah. Instead of getting an old dead person's ACL, you get something straight from the tissue farm that's fresh, never been fresh, used. Fresh, never been used, perfect match to perfect. you. Yeah. Yeah, well, how would they do that, like, size-wise? Would they grow a bunch of different size of these people? Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they, would, they would have, like, Well, stock. how do they do the cadavers? You know what I mean? I mean... I don't know. Why? Well, I mean, <laughs> I've never harvested organs from a cadaver. <laughs> they probably have a range. You know what I mean? Like, they take a look at you, and they're like, you know, all right, here's this guy. He's like, what are you, like, 5'10"? I wish. 5'8". 5'8"? Yeah. Well, you it well, buddy. Yeah. And it's because you're on top of me all the time. <laughs> you look much taller <laughs> from the tall. bottom. <laughs> Could be. That's, that's probably what it is. But you know, they're like, all right, here's this guy, he's this this height, this weight, and so uh, a, a person, a cadaver in this range, plus or minus, Parts will, match will fit. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a perfect fit, because the body will adapt it 
basically it's kind of co-opted into its own in system in theory that's the right that's what's all first time around. yeah so um so yeah i think that that's probably what they do they just have some some sizes that they grow and i mean the real thing is you got one that's your clone like like i was telling you about that i'm pretty sure there was a movie called the island about that back in like the early 90s if i remember right yeah i don't i don't remember that but that that uh the the concept is is interesting like having a and these would just be you know instead of like a clone conscious clone it's just like your your headless body clone so all that shit is good but even then it's like dude maybe you'd want your eyes or something down the road your eyes get all fucked up but we'll have robot eyes at that point one would hope yeah so are the robots gonna put the body farms out of business are we gonna have to have universal (laughs) basic income because all the body farm workers are gonna be put out of business by the fucking robot parts buddy do you see where this is going? It's very possible. Man, yeah. It's going to be fucking chaos in the streets. Because the body farm Because the body farm workers are going to be put out of business. Replaced by robots. By the, by the robotic parts. <laughs> when you're like, fuck that. I don't want a new ACL. Just give me a new robot leg. And then, you know, they're like, hey, man. We've got a way of life over here. Farming body parts. So, they're going to... It's a race to see who gets established first, because the other one's gonna threaten the the perceived establishment, and so that's what's going on. It's a race behind the scenes, the shadow government, shadow body government. parts versus robot parts. Who's gonna win? I think the CIA is behind the the fucking body parts, and NASA's <laughs> behind the robot parts. I would have to assume that's probably a safe bet. Yep, that's probably a pretty safe bet. So. But I wouldn't be surprised to learn if that was flipped. They're just some sick fuckers at NASA that just like body parts. You don't know. It's founded by Nazis. They're making hybrid. They can make like hybrid human slash robot parts. <clears throat> so, so if you wanted a replacement, you could upgrade. There'd be levels. Yeah. Like you could. You could just get a straight up human replacement. You could get a uh, human, half human, half cyborg replacement, or you could just go full cyborg. Robotic chimera. Yeah. Throw in a little, like, ooh, maybe, like, I mean, you know, pig is just the starting point. Like, if you could throw in some, like... So, where, man, when they're talking about pig-human hybrids, like, what the fuck are they talking about? Are they talking, like, Pigman on Seinfeld? Pigman, <laughs> yes! <laughs> what are we talking about? I do about? remember that. What are we talking about here? Um, I don't know. How full pig-human hybrid are we talking? I, I mean, don't know. Are they just talking, like, using some... I forget what it was. I forget. I don't know. I don't know that I ever knew it. <laughs> I never knew it. But I seem to think they were taking like a human embryo and like a pig egg or something. I don't I don't know. It wasn't like that they were literally like combining the eggs together. So they're not like Is, grow, growing a human baby inside the pig? Yes. I don't know. Again, I'm killing this. So... We probably just yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just... I, I remember uh, hearing about it and so... I know it exists, what exactly it is. I don't know. I just know that it's some combination of animal and human DNA. So, which... Uh, See, I'm not smart enough to break it down <clears throat> either way. So, to in my mind, it's either they're growing a human baby inside a pig or they're growing a pig baby inside of a human. 
Yeah. I'm not sure how if you want to go. Because I don't know how you combine the two things. Wow. It'd come out like the fucking The Fly, the second one, where he was all fucked up. Well, yeah, you'd have to assume it's, yeah, gonna, yeah. it's gonna come out like that the first few times. <laughs> like you can't pick. Like, well, I want a, you know, pig nose and a human head, and like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they got genetics down to that point. But anyways, anyways, speaking of weird fucked up shit, I came across a new one the other day. So I was filling out, and this just goes to show that we're in, we we live in 2019 now. It's a different fucking time. So it's filling out all this paperwork for the hospital. Yes. Right? You know, basically, yeah, I've had to, this has been a bunch of redundant shit, but you know, standing name, birth date, blah, blah, blah. And then this one form, you know, you had to pick your sex, male or female. I had, I've had to check this box a hundred times in this process already. But on this particular form, it said sex, male or female. And then in parentheses, it specified your sex at birth. I was like, man, out of all these forms I filled out, I have never seen that. But we're in a day and age now to where yeah. I guess you got something you have to specify. Yeah. I mean, that's not... That's... I can see that. I mean, that's not... I don't know that it would be like this day and age because as much as uh, it... Just them needing to know for... I don't know. That is interesting. But... Then it is interesting because like I filled out more than one medical form, yeah. and this is the only one. I've never seen that before. Either, uh-huh. out of all the I've never forms. seen it. So I've never seen it. I guess maybe. I mean, it's obvious for obvious reasons. You know, you're getting medical treatment. They need to know. I, I yeah, I guess maybe in the back in the day they just assumed that like, hey, this is a conversation that you'll have with your doctor, like that I'm a man, but I was born a woman, or vice versa. And cause man, I'm sure there's, there's like, there's physical differences between right. the sexes. I mean, surprise, surprise. And so if you're, if you're opening up a car, right, you open you up the hood, you need to know what's over there. You just want to know like, what kind of, what are we working with here? What's just kind of some of the basic parameters we're working with here. But see, what my mind went is, are they just being extra PC? And that's why they threw this question on there. Or my more whole It's been a problem. It's been a problem. Yeah. To where they get someone some, didn't think they needed to talk someone about Someone didn't it. declare it. Yep. And you couldn't necessarily tell. tell. And then they go they to got under floor. the hood and yeah, something they got happened. Under the hood and they're like, whoa, wait whoa, a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We got the wrong person here. Holy shit. Wait, wait a second. What's what are, going on what here? What is going on? Yeah. I thought I was working on Susie and this is not a Susie. <laughs> I, I, I hope that is what happened. I guarantee it. And then the surgeon was just like, and then so then it, you, you just imagine the cascade of events, right? You th- you think, I guess you can just see it. You you, you think you're working on a chick, then you find out it's not a chick, and then then you just start freaking out. Is this the right person we're operating on? What you know what I mean? Like, are we doing the right procedure? Like, I'm sure it just shut the whole fucking works down. Yeah. Until this person came back out of anesthesia. Because you wouldn't think about it, but I, I would, like, something like an ACL would probably be gender specific. Ooh, wow, that's a good question. Like, if, uh, do I get a different tendon as opposed to a chick do. blown out or I bet they fucking do. There's, I, I would, I would so? just assume, man, that they, like, guys are getting ACL, like, ACLs from guys. Yeah, and, gar- and girls from girls. Like, that may be. I don't know. I never thought about that. Wow. It's a good question. That is a good question. We'll have to look that one up. Well, we'll have to look that one up. So, maybe okay. that's what happened the first time. I got some bitch ass tendon. 
Yeah, not, well, not calling a woman a bitch. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, well I, I mean, I would just think, though, because you're, I mean, you're going to have different forces and just structure. I mean, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that ACLs are fucking one size fits all. Interchangeable? They're I just tried to assume they were. I never even thought about it, honestly. God, so I wonder if, huh, all right. I'm going to have to find out before I keep going, before I stick my foot in my mouth with some crazy shit. Um, so anyways. Anyways. Yeah. Huh. So I mean. Huh. He's got you thinking. He's got man. me thinking, man. <laughs> we'll come have, back next week for that answer. Yeah. We'll have to come back. Because if there is a difference, would that be a way for a girl to like enhance herself? Like, oh, I blew out my ACL. Oh, like, one of guys' ACL. I blew out this fucking whatever. It's like, oh, yeah. So, why not? Why not? How are they going to test for that? I told when I went in the first time, I remember telling them, I was like, hey, man, I want to tend it off like some ex NFL football player, like running back, like just some beast of a human being. Like, that's where I want you getting my tendon from. They just laughed at me. They're like, well, it doesn't really work like that, sir. <laughs> Your body getting... forms are a little limited. <laughs> We're not at that level yet. Yeah. All right. Well, Anyways. we'll have to find out. That's a good question. That's a good it's question. It's funny I never even thought about that. I just. But yeah, I mean, according to that question, I would assume that it does matter, and that it has it been an issue. Oh, as far as me specifying the gender. Yeah, yeah, being on, on that. On yeah, that that's form. true. That's what made me chuckle. That's when I started thinking about it. Like, can you just imagine that? God. Well, she's that. That is, I would say, that is probably a sign of our times. That yeah. It's not so much that, because obviously, fucking, they've been doing like, you know, sex or reorientation surgery, and you know, just had transgender people forever, and so it's not like that's new, right? But having the situation where you have the uh, uh, enough of them and enough of them who don't feel like they need to, like, I'm just me. Yeah. Like I don't need I don't need I don't to tell, tell you. you I don't need to tell you the past. Nope. And like, oh, well, it makes a difference though in medical procedures. It's like, oh, okay. So And then it's they gotta cover their ass and everybody's getting sued nowadays. Yep. Speaking of that. Speaking of which speaking of that yes. sweet transition. That is a sweet transition. Pretty fucking gangster with that. <laughs> we just saw that article with uh that white belt suing his coach. Yes. Because he got hurt at his first competition. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We were just perusing around, seeing if there was anything worthy of talking about on the podcast. And we saw that and had to pull that one up. But yeah, it was... Uh, it was up in Canada. Up in Canada. Guy apparently tore his meniscus. At a, at a competition. Yeah, at a competition. And his claim was that he uh, wasn't trained properly. Particularly, he didn't get... it any stand-up training and that he uh he was he didn't realize that he was going to be fighting guys that could weigh up to you know almost 300 pounds so he weighed like almost 250 pounds and uh and so that was his claim that he was inadequately prepared and his coaches failed to uh, get him in the right division and so he's suing uh, for, for pain, and suffering, pain and suffering, lost wages. Yep. Future lost earnings. Yeah, future earnings. Yeah, future loss yeah. of future earnings. Yes. I think those are the things he was saying. Yeah, it's like three or four like things, but yeah, that was it was all some ridiculous stuff. Which is interesting because Canada generally is not as uh, litigious. Open to suit. Yeah, it's litigious. So that's what is a little. Interesting. Like, hopefully, this just gets thrown out. But even you 
commented like it's ridiculous that the coach even has to answer this. Yeah, we were reading an article and it was giving you all the specifics of the story and then there in the article was like basically the coach's rebuttal. And I do I think it's so fucking absurd. Like why does he even have to rebuttal? But he's right. getting sued. He he's has to go to, sued. He's gotta go of court. So yeah. maybe maybe papers they take, being served. Yeah, so maybe they take what he said out of, you know, the court the article. Local court papers like covering it so it's like right. negative press if you don't and, and then like you, you don't yeah, say yeah, something. Yeah. It seems Yeah. Dude, that is so bananas. Like Really? Like really? Like this guy's suing for that? You signed you signed up to compete. Yeah, you're not. You're signed a waiver when you train. He was like 36 years old or something. Yeah, you know what you're getting into. If you or maybe, maybe you don't. But if but you if don't, he, I said in the article he'd been doing jujitsu for eight months, nine months, something. So he knew what well, jujitsu was. I, mean, I would say like competition can be different, but it's still jujitsu. It's still jujitsu. But I'm just I'm just saying though is like if you. One, like, we both know that there's nothing that your coach can do to get you ready for a competition. Like, not really. Like, competition's a completely different beast. It is a completely different thing. Like, your your brain does not see competition the same way that it sees regular jiu-jitsu. It just doesn't. And so, and that's part, we've talked about before, that's part of, like, getting better at competition is just competing so that the, the nerves aren't as bad. You, you don't deal with the adrenaline dump. You just, you get more comfortable with it. And so it is like, you know, you, you can definitely walk out there and, and feel like you weren't prepared. But the problem is, is like, but that's like, that's on you. Like, and, and that's just part of the process. Like there, your coach couldn't have, there was nothing your coach could have done to really fix that for you. And so and that's really like the spirit of jujitsu. Like, man, I'm bummed you got hurt and, and you shouldn't have got hurt. But the thing is, is where did you fuck up and how can you fix that and get better? And what can you continue to do around this injury? Like there's all sorts of things you can do rather than sit at home going like, that's fucked up, man. If, if my coach had done more, I, I wouldn't be in this mess. It's my coach's fault, man. Like, yeah, it's not your fault. No, it's not his fault. Like that dude is like that's the sad thing is not only is he you know causing problems for this you know his coach and all this shit, but it's like he's really the victim here, right? Like that fucking thing like angers that that poison that you drink and you hope the other person dies, <laughs> right? So he's angry at this guy and he feels like he's been wronged and. You know, like if you're suing someone, that consumes your life. You wake up every day. And it's like, that's on your mind. You're like, where are we at with this lawsuit? You know, that guy needs to pay. And you, and you have to stay in that fucking negative frame of mind because you're suing this guy because he's wrong and, and he owes you. And so like, you, you have to like, so really like, that's the, the fucking sad thing is this guy is fucking himself over and the system is encouraging it. the system's allowing it. Yeah. Like, to sign two waivers, man, and still like have this be it able goes to, to go show, It goes to show you though, do those waivers are such bullshit. They are bullshit. They don't mean fucking anything. Yeah. They, they, they really Oh, don't. I know they don't. I they mean, don't mean anything. Uh, and that's the, I will say like one of my mentors early on said, yeah, they aren't worth anything. But, but, if you had to go to court, would you rather have it or not have exactly. it? Exactly. And, and that's where, okay, yeah, then sign them. Sign them. But just know that, yeah, at, at the end of the day, matter. it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, the yeah, the courts, if they feel like you were negligent, and that, that's his angle is that, like, his coach was negligent. And again, his coach's take was, it was interesting. It's like, hey, he didn't do 
the stand-up class. You can tell his... Yeah, because I'm most... I'd, I'd speculate most jiu-jitsu guys would not answer like that. They'd be like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? You can tell his, his lawyer coached him on that. Like, do you guys offer like a wrestling stand-up class? Oh, yeah. And like, there's our angle, you know? And he, that was a coached response. Yeah. But, I mean, it is... If, dude, if you know you're going to have to do stand-up, and... I mean, I, I will say, I mean, obviously, we don't know. And maybe the guy did get fucking... I just... I, I can't see it. No. No, I mean, you know? I'm not even... I, You're not even gonna, like... I'm not even gonna try to be open-minded. Fuck this guy. <laughs> yes. All right, fuck, fuck this, this guy. guy. Fuck this guy. Fuck that I, guy. I, I, I try to. Like, I know I'm not the most open-minded person. I do. And I've been trying to get better in my old age. Not this one. Yeah. Straight up. Fuck this guy. I hope he eats a big bag of dicks. And he doesn't get a cent for this. It's fucking ridiculous, dude. Yeah. Ridic- Man. I'm probably gonna get sued for fucking saying this. We're not calling saying it by name. This is all just alleged, I guess. Yeah, it's all alleged. I signed the waiver. I said anybody's name. So I signed the fucking waiver. That's right, me too. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, you know, again, it's, I'm, dude, I'm it's with ridiculous. you. I try to keep open mind, but it is. It's, it's, uh, you're, I don't know. It sucks to get hurt and you can get frustrated, but. You're going to go you, snowboarding and fucking hurt yourself out of the mountain and you see the, the mountain. See the resort. Yeah, you do. I'm sure people do that. That's what happens, man. I'm sure people do that. Like, they, yeah. Yes. I can see if the chairlift fucked up and picked up to 100 miles an hour since you flying. Like why but, do you think they don't have more downhill trails at Powderhorn? Like, they don't have, like, more... You it, mean for mountain biking? Yeah. Yeah. Um, liability reasons? It's liability, man. They, it is very... You have to be very careful what you put out there for people to participate in. Because it does not matter what they sign... If 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 they can somehow prove that you were negligent, then you're in trouble. And you get a good enough lawyer. Yeah, man, this. you didn't mark that boundary on the ski area well enough, and you know, and you know, they knew what they were getting into. But it's like, oh well, you know, I can point to that, and well, you guys should have did more to keep me out of there, to keep me from hurting myself, and so it's uh. It's tough because, I mean, there certainly are instances where shit happens. I mean, dude, sometimes people are negligent. Like, they don't, you know, maintain things or they don't do things like they should. So, that's the problem. But the vast majority of it is just fucking nonsense. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna if you're going to participate in a sport that you know that you can get hurt, like... You can't be surprised yeah, yeah, when you sport. get hurt. If you, if you were in a rec league playing basketball and you sprained your ankle... You gonna sue the fucking league for spraining your ankle? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. No, I I agree, man. Yeah, you know, another really frustrating thing with this too is if this guy would have won his match, then maybe he would have loved jujitsu. He would have kept training, and maybe he would have ended up being not a douchebag. But apparently, he's a fucking douchebag, and he didn't stay in jujitsu long enough to beat the douchebagness out of him. Yeah. So now he's just gonna sue people and continue to be a, an asshole. Yeah. I know. You know. If he just would have won his match, he could have stayed in jiu-jitsu and maybe he would have learned not to be an asshole because jiu-jitsu tends to do that for people. Yeah. But no, now he's suing somebody. So, so some poor jiu-jitsu coach is getting sued. And, I mean, even if he's got a, a really nice, successful jiu-jitsu school, he still ain't... It's not like he's a fucking millionaire. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like he's making rapper money. He's a jiu-jitsu coach. You know what I mean? It's just... And now this poor guy's getting sued. And, dude, he's fucking so many people over. The more you think about it, so then what if he sues the, sues the shit out of this guy and he, he can't run a school anymore? So now everybody, that tribe, everybody that trained there doesn't have a fucking school to train at anymore. 
Because one douchebag. Yep. Ah, it's frustrating. It is. It is. Super frustrating. It's definitely a sign of our times. Hope sure. someone fucking turn, turns them on to this podcast and you can listen to it. <laughs> fucking asshole. And go, man, they're right. <laughs> I am a douchebag. <laughs> man, I don't know if that's... I gotta what, change my ways. I don't know if that's what would happen, but... but who knows? That'd be awesome if we got an angry email from that fucker. It would be. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. Someone like that. I just... I can't even... I don't even know what kind of... That's the problem is you see the world, you think it's hard to see the world from someone else's point of view. You see it from your point of view and how you look at the world. And so trying to put myself in the mindset of like, dude, if I was going to sue someone like that, like that's why I'm like, it's hard. You know, it's hard for me and I try to be understanding because I'm like, if I did that, man, it would be something fucking, like there would be a reason. And you could almost see a reason, you know what I mean? Like if you had like a coach who didn't fuck, he was a terrible fucking jujitsu coach. He told you, don't worry about stand up, you know, just go out there. You'll be fine, man. You know, he did enter you in the wrong weight class and you were fighting up a weight class. And you know what I mean? Like there is a scenario. Still not sue worthy. Man, I don't know. Again. Uh, th- there's a scenario where I would sit there and I'd go like, you know what, dude, like that fucking, that was negligent. Like if I'm sitting at home and I can't make money because I got injured because of this situation that really, you know, again, like it would have to be to the point that you were like, man, I could kind of fucking see your point of view, James. I don't know that I'd sue him, but I don't know that you're wrong, you know, kind of, kind of thing. I'm not, you know, that can't happen. You can have a terrible coach in a terrible situation. It's a terrible fucking, and that is why suing someone exists. Like there are situations where someone needs to pay for what they did, but it's just been so fucking overblown. And that, and my point is, is that it's just hard because for us, we're looking at this situation and we're like, man, what, how could you possibly fucking get to this point because the way that we see the world but dude the way that this guy sees the world he's so fucking lost he's so like lost on so many levels to be able to think that that's a strategy and then just like i said earlier man it's like dude just to think of what his day-to-day life has to be like miserable like that's that's like punishment enough on some level you know (laughs) like people create their own hell and like that's that that's really the, the 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 sad thing because you know not just him but really just you know society in general these fucking chronic complainers these people who do just want to like you know sue and shame and complain and and everything is a, is is a battle and it's like dude they're the ones they're creating their own hell it's like yeah they, they don't even realize they don't even realize it like yeah they're causing a lot of problems for people and it, and it sucks for those people but. They don't even realize, like they're they're the real victims, like they're the ones who are just fucking themselves up, and so it's uh, it's frustrating. It is, it's frustrating. But to see that get into jujitsu, that was really frustrating. That was very frustrating for something like that. And the th- like I say, I'll go back to it. the thing is, like could jujitsu could have helped right that guy's ship. Yeah, but at least I think so. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know this person, never met him, but we're assuming he's a dickhead because he's suing which is a safe assumption you know and me maybe jiu-jitsu wouldn't have helped him see that eventually and straighten himself out but most of the time it does 
Instead, he lost, got hurt. Got hurt. And we still won. Yeah. But. So and, sorry for that coach out there. Yeah. By the way, torn meniscus is not that big a deal. Jesus Christ. Man, I know. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to sue Kevin. Think I can sue Kevin for my knee? You could sue him for a bunch of shit. <laughs> Emotional pain and <laughs> suffering. That's it. I'm suing him. I've for... documented physical injuries from him. <laughs> yes. Let's, we could build a case. We could. But we're suing Kevin. That's it. Yep. That's it. Maybe so, we're wrong. Maybe we should have been suing people all along. All along, man. That's, how you, get, that's how you get ahead in life. Just make sure about no one wants to play with you. <laughs> Suing fuck everybody, stealing out of what they earn. Yeah. Nah, Maybe. not a good strategy. Not a good but strategy. Anyways, I hope that it works out well for that guy. He just he goes to court and he's able to get out of there with minimal. Like the worst thing is going to be the old like settle out of court thing, where you're just like <sighs> throw throw a few grand his way just to get him to drop the suit, and it's like God damn it. Like that's that's what feeds the yep. system. Because there's a lot of times that's what people hope for. Yeah, you know, because I mean, going to court, taking your time out of the day to go to court and hire lawyers. Yep, and, and that is expensive as shit expensive. right there. And that's not even you do the math. You got to do the math. Yeah, you is do it going to cost? What's going to cost less to just settle, fight it, or settle? Or fight. That's, that's exactly. Fight it. That's and a lot of times it comes down to that decision. That's that is super frustrating. <laughs> that is it is just becomes a math problem. Yep. Which because either one's going to cost you money. Yep. Which one's going to cost me less? Yeah. And so when someone sues you, that's basically. They're like, oh, you just prepared me with a uh, a decision to where I'm going to lose money either way. You motherfucker. You know what I mean? That's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. I mean, unless you sue, unless like you got like, you countersue them for court costs and, you know, lawyer fees and stuff, yeah. which does happen. It does happen. So there's been people that have lost and. But that's a gamble too. It is a gamble, it, man. So. Poor bastard. Yeah, He's just out there teaching. But you start bars. a business. I know. You start a business and you just want to like help people. Yeah. And I saw that with like in the fitness field. It's just, it's insane, like, how litigious it is. And it's like, dude, we just want to help people. And, you know, you're going to have fucking morons and and unfortunate situations. But to have to lower your your standard of what you're doing for people because you're just worried about being sued. And that's what you see. You see that, like, across a lot of different fields where they're not making decisions based on what's – the best outcome for the people that, that that area is trying to serve. It's how do we cover our ass and make sure our ass is covered. And uh, and then when you got to start thinking like that, it waters water down, shit down. Water shit down what yeah. you're really intending to do. Yeah, that's what like you know, like jujitsu is kind of an untouched thing, and so that's what that's what was so fucking weird about that. It's like you know, don't uh, yeah. Hopefully that is not. Uh, you know, sign of things to come because you'd hate to have jujitsu starting to have to think like people having to think more about, man, what could I get sued for? Cause I told you, like I used to run when I was a manager for a fitness, uh, you know, I've, I've had, I've been a personal trainer. I've had my own private training facility and then I've managed a big commercial gym for a while and the running the commercial gym was a completely different experience than anything else that I did because running a commercial gym, your entire thought is just making sure that you don't get fucking sued. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, it's really? like, where's our liability? How can someone hurt themselves? How can someone fuck this up and hurt themselves? You just became a, a, a master at spotting potential problems before they became problems 
and and it was all based on that so you weren't like focused on what's best for the gym you're focused on keeping the silver sneakers motherfuckers happy <laughs> silver sneakers with their cheap ass memberships and the, they want fucking their coffee and but you don't want them to slip and break their hip uh, well they just don't like you moving their coffee they get really yeah, upset. yeah. If you move their coffee from one corner to the next, sometimes it can cause <laughs> cause, cause some problems. But uh, but anyways, <laughs> yeah. But you're you know that it was keeping uh, a small group of regulars who you know you had the vocal minority that you had to try to keep happy, so they would just leave you the fuck alone. And then the rest of it was like I used to call it general pop. It was like I felt like I was running a prison. And it was like, all right, man. Because they're like fucking prisoners in general population out there. It's like, dude, what are they going to do to try to hurt themselves or someone else? <laughs> like, if I put this out in general pop, what can go wrong? And, and you, you got to account for the dumbest motherfucker. Yes, you do. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I, I, we, I had that conversation with myself and, and the staff on more than one occasion. We were like, dude, we want to do this. Or we want to like bring this piece of equipment in. And it was like... So I remember we got some of those... Uh, um, selectorize the, the Bowflex select tech dumbbells mm-hmm. and uh, basically they gave them to us because they lost a bunch of our fucking spin bikes dude that was a fucking nightmare oh my god people love their spin classes especially if you have like a spin cardio theater so they're oh, able yeah. to go in and watch their movies and shit yep. and so we'd ordered these bikes and so the bikes are supposed to show up we're you know getting new bikes and so we're going to sell the old bikes because we got to make room for them. And so the new ones are supposed to show up on this date. And so we start selling off the bikes and, and starting to clear out the room based on the new bikes are supposed to show up on this date. They didn't, they show, didn't up. show up, man. They didn't know where they were. They were fucking lost. They were like Schwinn bikes, man. Like Schwinn, uh, um, the, the spin bikes. And they were fucking literally lost. Like for several days, they were like, "We don't know where they are. We they registered here, but they didn't. They disappeared here. We don't know where they're at." And in the meantime, dude, I am just fielding shit left and right. Like people are pissed, pissed, and I'm like, "What do you you know? What do you want me to do?" But they don't care. They're no. twenty fucking bucks a month entitles them to complain all they want to the manager, and uh, so finally the the bikes show up and they gave us a this set of, of dumbbells as like a sorry. And the, you know, one of the guys was like, Oh, you know, we need to put that out there in the gym. I was like, there is no fucking way, man. <laughs> these things won't survive a day. There's no way these, like you can't do that. Like, and, uh, but yeah, that was like one of those examples. I can see that for sure. Like, well, I selected 20 pound. I went to pick it up and it was 80. And I'm just fucking, yeah. Like, just, <laughs> you know breaking off, off having to check yeah yeah I was like there's no way there's no way we can put this out there those people there's there are some dumb motherfuckers out there and they will find a way to hurt themselves or destroy this thing in record time so oh god dude the stories I had one old man who he would drive me nuts man cause he would he wanted to do drop sets or and uh and, and pyramids and so he he got upset because the dumbbells would go from like five to fifty on the top rack and then come back down to fifty five to like eighty or whatever we had on the bottom rack going from left to right. 
he wanted to go left to right and then, and then drop, drop down and, and then go right to left on the bottom. And he, dude, more than once, he just took it on himself to rearrange the <laughs> fucking dumbbells. It's so awesome. <laughs> and I am like, why are you doing this to me, man? Like, you are killing me here. And we would just battle over that. And just stupid <laughs> shit. Stupid, stupid, stupid shit, man. Oh, man. But, yeah. yeah. Anyways. But, yeah. But th- that was... I remember... And that's why I wanted to get out of it. I, I hated it. I was like... I got into training people in the fitness field because I want to help people. Not because I want to babysit people and feel shit. Because, again, if someone's angry, what do they say? I want to talk to the manager. Talk to the manager. Exactly. I, I realized that pretty quickly. I'm like, oh, I'm the official shit catcher around here. That's what my real title is. Manager must be French for shit catcher. <laughs> that's what I did. But uh, yeah. But it, again, and that was fucking way back then, like 20, you know, wow, maybe not 20, maybe like 15 years ago or so. So I can't even imagine doing it today. It's just got to be insanity. I love that old. I can just picture that old dude reorganizing the dumbbells. <laughs> he'd come in early when no one was there. Yeah. He'd just like ah, I do it, and then he'd do his workout and then leave. And so he'd go back and fix it. Yeah. yeah, other people would complain. Like more people would complain about it being that way than he would. You know, like there was one dude who wanted it that way. And everyone else is like, you want the dumbbells backwards now. It's confusing me. You know, and I would try to tell them, like, well, this is not rocket science. Like, just, it's not hard. Just, just, just right there. Don't even worry about it. Just, what size do I need? And then just look for that number. Like, don't even worry about where they're at, right? And, uh, oh, God, you imagine those people training and running cold. I was just <laughs> thinking, man. Yeah, I was the just pile of dumbbells. pile of dumbbells. It's over there, motherfucker. <laughs> Dig through them. That's half the workout. You got to move the 150s yes. first to get to the 20s. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't, again, like that, that was the funny thing is with that dude is like, man, mainly I'm on your side. You know what I mean? Like, I understand like you're a hardcore, maybe he's like an old school bodybuilder. Like really, if I wasn't the manager of that place, like we would have been bros. Mm-hmm. We'd have been one of those dudes that when you walk in and you like look around and most people in there are fucking full of shit and then they're posing, you see that one, one or two people in there like serious to know what they're doing and you give them a little you know, nod, and they give you the little nod, and you, you know, he would have been one of those guys, that's why I was like, dude, don't you understand, like, it's, I have a fucking job, I have all these fucking people complain about the music, it's like, what do you want me to do, like, people want to hear pop, right, if I put on fucking heavy metal, I got more people complaining about heavy metal than the small handful, it, it was just like, a jujitsu gym, right, like, the hardcore motherfuckers are not the ones that pay the bills, and so you're trying to like not piss them off and just hope that they understand like, dude, I have my hands tied, but you know, it's hard to have those conversations <laughs> with dudes in there and you just want to fucking work out and have their dumbbells <laughs> arranged the, the way order. that they want them. Proper order. So, yes. <clears throat> yep. Anyways. Oh man. Working in a commercial gym. That's uh. I can't imagine the stupid shit you'd see. Dude, it is insane. I mean, I've told you, like, I worked for the Fruit of Fitness Center for a bit, and I quit. I walked out when, first this dude walks in, man, and he's, uh, I mean, this guy had to weigh, like, you know, 120 pounds soaking wet, just skinny as shit, and he walks in, and he's all pissed off because, um, the, uh, 
who's the, the the lions, right? Like they collect eyeglasses for children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were having a meeting in their chapter house, and some of the, the people were parked in the gym parking lot. <laughs> so he had to park halfway down the block. Which again, man, this is fruit. It's you're not. We're not talking like a fucking city block here, right? Tiny you you had to walk like. 60 seconds maybe 90 seconds to, from your car and the irony right you're coming into a gym you're coming into a gym to exercise and you're complaining about some old people who collect eyeglasses <laughs> for children parking in the parking spots that are supposed to be for the gym so that you had to walk a little bit to get to the gym so that you could come in here and fucking walk on a treadmill and then we had set up a, a ladies section. Um, and in the ladies section was the inner and outer thigh machine. Oh, yeah. And he comes up to the desk, you know, a couple minutes later. And he's like, hey. I'm like, yeah. He's like, so that's really the ladies area? I can't go in there? I'm like, <laughs> you know, one, I was like, well, I don't know. Dude, you look like a lady to me. But no, no, you can't go in there. Yeah, no, it's for the, for the ladies only. And he's like, but the inner and outer thigh ma- machine's in there. And for a second, I thought he was like joking, man. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, you need to grab some fucking a barbell and do some squats, <laughs> man. You don't need to be worrying about the inner and outer thigh machine. And but he was serious. He was he was upset. He was like, yeah, I can't go in there and use that. That's part of my workout. That's part of my routine. And I was like, man, here I'll tell you what. I was like, I'll, I'll give you some other alternatives. I'll show you a couple other exercises that, that'll work those areas. It's like, man, even just doing like step ups and lunges really you're going to activate those areas better because you're having to stabilize and you know so they're, they're better and he's like no no you don't understand Not interested. i want to do the inner and out of thigh machine and you know and he was fucking pissed and he's just giving me a rash of shit and i'm just sitting here like what am i doing <laughs> what am i doing here i'm behind this desk i got this little weasel across this, the desk from me bitching about not having an inner and outer thigh machine that he can fucking work out on what am i doing here and I just, I fucking walked out. Did you? you I did. Out. I just walked out. I said, I'm out of here. So I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I can't do this. I'm peace out. I, I remember the manager guy is just looking at me like, what is going on here? <laughs> I just left. I just said, see you, man. I was like, I'm out. I'll, I, I don't want to work here no more. I quit. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I may have mumbled something about not taking shit off a little weasels or something. <laughs> but yeah, dude, that was... Yeah, fuck commercial you, gems. Fuck you. Yes, fuck you. You're cool. <laughs> yes. I'm out. Yes, that was kind of where I was at with it, man. That's where I was at with it. So it that was the last time I fucking worked or set foot or really had anything to do with a commercial gym. Walked out of there, got hired by Patrick to work at Core Elements, and uh, the, the fucking new adventures began. Yep. So now here we are. Here we are. I know. <laughs> For all those. Interesting interactions brought you to this point. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. It is, man. Gems are funny. <laughs> so, anyways. Uh, yeah. Right, What's next? What do you want to talk what about? What do we got? All right, so. We had some listeners. We did have some listener questions here. Oh, hold on. i got to get my computer. Come awake. Come awake. What do you got here? All right. Which one do we want to talk about first? So, let's see. So Dan from Australia, if Australia really exists, I think it's a troll. Yeah, it was I think funny. Dan's a troll. Account. He said he's like I'm a 
I'm from Australia, even though James doesn't think that we exist. <laughs> so I just haven't, I haven't confirmed it for myself. It's the old philosophical question of can you really know something that you haven't experienced for yourself? So it's true. Do I really know that Australia is there? I've never experienced it. So I'm going on faith. So everyone that says that faith is bullshit and you shouldn't have faith is a liar because they go on faith every fucking day. You could not function in this world without faith. You have faith. I have faith that Australia exists. Do I know it exists? Have I experienced it? No. Right? Sure. So it's like God. It's like, do I have faith that there's something bigger than me? <laughs> yeah. Do I know it? Like, I don't know. No. So, anyway. So Australia is like God. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. So, Dan. From what I hear. I hope you're doing all right in Australia, buddy. Yeah. If it's there. If it's there. If you just don't live around the block. Right, just trolling us. He's trolling us. Um, okay, so he had a, a question. Uh, there was an interesting question. On the surface, it's like, well, what the fuck? And it seems obvious, but yeah, we were talking. There's, there's a few layers to it that we can dig into. But his question is basically, if you have an opportunity to submit a higher belt, should you just go for it and do it, or should you worry about their feelings? On you know, that was kind of you know his. Not not wanting to uh, make someone feel bad and like deflate their ego and and make them you know uh, feel worse about themselves. Did this Dan character say is he like a white belt or is he more advanced? I don't guy? know. I don't know. I think kind of I think he's a little here. earlier on, so I'm gonna I'm gonna guess like white belt, blue belt level. Um, so because by the time you get to purple belt, I think you pretty much have the fucking. This one's been figured out. So you've figured this out, you know. And yeah, I guess you're, you're probably right. Yeah, by the time you get purple belt, you you kind of know the answer to this. Um, yeah, I mean the, the real quick surface answer is yeah, tap the motherfucker out. Yeah, yes. But this is where the layers come in. Layers come in. <laughs> yes. we, you brought this up to me. I was like, yeah, that's. I mean, without thinking about, it, I'm like, yeah, tap them out. If you had a chance to tap somebody out, tap them the fuck out. But here's probably what's really going on. If you're, I mean, especially if you're like a white belt, maybe just getting into your blue belt and you're going, you're, let's say you're rolling with like a brown or black belt and you get an opportunity to submit them. Well, probably is what's happening is they're playing with you. They're probably not taking you real seriously and you're strong enough to find something, squeeze it and make them tap. But. I'm going to put money on it's not going to happen again. <laughs> yeah. They're going to stop playing with you and you're going to get fucked up. You're going to find another gear. You're going to find, you're going to realize that there's levels to what they're doing. And that's probably, I'm that, from what I've seen, a lot of what is happening. Yeah. In yeah. that situation. I would agree. That, that was something that I, it took me a little bit to realize, um, but I definitely saw it firsthand. Um, you know, shoots, I remember I caught you with a couple ankle locks mm -hmm. as a white belt. And... Then I realized, like, oh, he was just fucking around. Not taking me seriously. Not now. taking me seriously. And now I don't get any looks <laughs> at ankle locks anymore. And so, it, and, and yeah, it was. It was uh, kind of an epiphany one day. Like, oh, there's levels to what's going on here. So if I'm, if I'm catching, like, a really good blue belt or a purple belt and higher, and I'm a, you know, white belt, new blue belt, you know, maybe, maybe like it was, you, you, you just caught them and it was good on your part, but nine times out of 10, they just, they weren't hitting you with their A game. Maybe they were like trying something or they just weren't, you know, taking you seriously. And so they weren't watching all the holes like they should. And we've all been there. 
I mean, fucking Trey is a perfect example of one of those white belts that you learned real quick. Like, oh, I can't let this dude sniff an armbar because he it. catches it. He'll yeah, catch it, yeah. Catch it, caught me in a couple, and it's like, okay, like you're not going to, you know, and then the battle begins, right? He gets better at fucking getting them, and you got to get away. But that that's where you realize, like, oh, like it wasn't that I'm some fucking prodigy. There's levels to this shit. Now I'm just going to experience a higher level of jujitsu which is what you want um but the other part of that too is like your your training partner should welcome you getting better i mean i love it when people are like catching me and i'm like yes now i have to fucking be better you're gonna make me better and so now i have to worry about defending this submission more and so that's gonna make me better at that and so they should welcome you getting better. So if you catch them with something, their ego shouldn't be hurt. Uh, it should yeah, be... It's a, yeah, if they're throwing a tantrum and being a poor sport like we talked about last week about it, they, that's just not a That's on them. That's on them. They're going to be the exception and not yeah. the rule because yeah. most of your training partners are... Like, so you're going to find that one, they're happy that you're getting better and giving them a better training, being a better training partner for them because we've talked about it before, it's selfish, man. Mm-hmm. Like the better they get, the better I get. And two, you're probably going to find out that you're not going to get a look at that submission anytime again and, soon. And, and, or maybe you do. Maybe you are getting really good at yeah. something. Yeah. Like, fuck, keep going. Maybe it is. Yeah. And keep working that's it. That's on your training partner to figure out solutions to it. That may be one of those first signs of like we've talked before. You're going to have to figure out your your jujitsu path. Like yeah. what works for you, kind of what submissions, what passes, all of these things. Eventually, you develop your quote unquote game. And man, if you find yourself hitting, I mean, again, like I got to go back to the ankle lock. That was something that I was having luck with against higher level guys. And that was okay. Like there's, there's something here, even when it's getting shut down there, that was kind of that first sign. Like, Oh, this is maybe part of my path of where I'm wanting to go with shit. So, but, uh, yeah, there's levels to it. Yeah. There's levels to it. And like I said, there's levels to it. Yeah. Definitely. If you're rolling with a higher belt, don't worry about their feelings. Fucking tap them out. Yeah. It's on them to sort it out. But on the other side of that, you you know you don't if you're rolling with somebody that you may you might be a little bit better than, you don't want to break all your toys so they don't want to. Yeah, break them. we've talked about that before. Yes. Like you 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 don't want to just that that's where I mean I appreciate that this guy's thinking about people's feelings. Yeah, that's cool. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad at all, and that's really going to come into play when you're rolling. Like once you have a little bit of experience, or you know maybe we've seen it, and maybe you're you know really physical guy you got a good background in different sports and that physicality carries you you know and it helps and if you're rolling with somebody that's not like that some new guy and you're just beating the fuck out of them like yeah, maybe you should back off a little bit because you don't again you don't want to break all your toys you're not gonna have any toys to play with yeah so it's that, that's that's a good time to think about someone's feelings when you may maybe be if even if you are the same rank but it's somebody that you just manhandle on a regular basis like Sometimes you gotta snap man high on them so bad. Yeah. So. No, I totally agree. Yeah. You don't want to, like I said, break the toys and, and well, almost it, more like mentally than physically. Yeah, me- mentally. Yeah, because that's what it is. Like if you, I've seen it, and I, I've, I've fucked up and done that with training partners, like people that I know I can beat on, I just beat on them and beat on them and beat on them. Well, yeah, most of it's not getting injured physically. It's they get so hesitant mentally. Like, yeah. They, they don't want to try anything. Yeah. You know, because like they know that they know the end result. Like, no matter what I'm going to try, I'm going to get smushed, I'm going to get fucked up, and I'm going to tap, and we're going to reset. 
and yep. and that's because that's kind of your fault. Like, all right, you gotta you gotta let them have enough confidence to try things. Yeah. Because if not, it's just a one-sided thing, and no one's really getting any better at that point. No, nah, yeah. You might get your heart rate up, but yeah, no, that's a, it's uh, called learned helplessness. I mean, it's a psychological phenomenon, and it basically like the uh, you know the example that I've used is or heard most is like the the dogs that were administered um, shocks and they didn't have any control. There wasn't anything that they could do. And it's just, they eventually just gave up and just laid there and took them. And it was just, they, they learned like, man, there's just nothing I can, nothing do, I can do. It's no matter what. Yeah. 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 It's just the helplessness that you learn. And it, it, the same thing happens in, you know, humans and, uh, I mean, individuals and societies and everything at all. Like, man, if you just keep, getting beat down beat down beat down it, it does it affects you psychologically you know you can't once you realize like oh you know part of my self story is is you know feeding into this too much like you can break that cycle but it definitely exists and and for man most people aren't psychologically aware enough to to know that and so if you are just physically abusing them and beating them down all the time like they are just going to become helpless they're going to learn to become helpless and they're not going to it's the path of least resistance it is man it is like no matter what i do this is just going to end poorly and it's uh man it's tough i mean it's a hard uh hard thing man i'm sitting here laughing i'm like dude there's a few fucking learn helplessness positions I got with Randy yeah. in particular. Most of them. Yeah, man. Most positions. There, yeah, there's like, yeah, you get to certain spots. I'm like, oh, fuck, this is going to <laughs> end no badly. upside to this. No upside to this position for me. But you, I fight that, man. Yeah. But I'm yeah, aware of it. I'm yeah. aware of it. And it's like, man, I never want to step in there and, you know, I, I just, I always want to, I just try to be aware of it, man. I'm not going to say I do it 100% of the time, but, just being aware of it helps, but uh, not everyone is. And so, yeah, as you as you advance ranks, you do got to think about that, man. You can't just fucking beat the shit out of white belts and psychologically destroy them. Every once in a while, you got to throw them a bone, mm-hmm. and then they'll submit you, and they'll think, oh, that I hurt his feelings, and you can show them that they didn't. They didn't. So. <laughs> or maybe you think they did because they just put a beating on you, like, oh, he was really angry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So... <clears throat> but no, it's good. Uh, That's a good question. A good you, question. Gotta, you forget about that kind of shit. You know, you've been doing it for so yeah. long. You know. You... So let me ask you a question. Okay. What do you think about? Because there's there's a psychology to it, right? Like everybody, like in, you know, you start to learn certain training partners' psychological traits, and so let's say that you have a training partner that you know that if you get a submission on or you get a good move on, you're just going to get fucking piss beat out of you for an untold amount of time (laughs) after that. And so, you know, you don't necessarily, like, I don't know. And and so it's like, okay, I know I could get this, but it's just going to result in this fucking ass whooping that I don't know that I really want to endure. I'll I'll take that ass whooping any day of the week. To get that submission. <laughs> that's how it's going to be. That's how it's going to be. That's how it's going to be. Because then I know I won on several levels. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's true. Yeah, not only did I catch him, oh, but I really caught him. Because now this motherfucker's pissed and coming at me. That makes me happy. Like, oh, when that happens, 
the fucker's coming at me after I catch him. I'm like, oh yeah, that was good shit. I fucking <laughs> caught him. <laughs> it makes us ass. Yeah. It makes it ass whoopings afterwards hurt less. Uh, yeah, for me, anyways. I can see that. It makes him hurt less. Yeah. Because inside I'm just chuckling. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker's pissed. And ah, fucking cross her. It just makes me laugh. So. Yeah. I don't know, man. Sometimes I think playing the long game, maybe not showing all my cards until I get fucking stronger. That's still my my thought process. Trying to level up the character before you fight yes. the big boss sometimes. Yeah, you don't always want to reveal all, everything you got until, because you don't want them to know exactly what to shut down. Because that's the, that's the thing. You hit something and then it's like, well, now they're fucking hypersensitive. And then it's like, yeah. anyways, I don't know. I'll admit, dude, I play that fucking game. I, I definitely do. <laughs> Just to save the ass whoopings? Just to save the ass whoopings. Nah, I don't. Never have, never will. Man, the ass whoopings are like, on some level, like, they just build character. I mean, we've talked about it. You're not learning. No. You're not learning at 100%. Mm-hmm. You're, you're building character and maybe some work capacity. So, I, I'm, I'm not saying that they're not, they don't have a point. But there's holes to find in there, too. But... There's, yeah, there, there's holes to find in it. There can be. There is. There can be. There's holes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's. I, I can see the difference in your personality and mine. Why you, I can see you playing that and me not. It makes sense. Like, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not even going to try to like talk you into it or argue my case. Like, yeah, it fucking yeah. makes sense. Okay. You think about shit more than I do. <clears throat> I do. I definitely do. Definitely do. So. Because there are, man, there are some people, I will say, like, there are some people that their ego is a part of how they roll. Are you talking about me, James? Well, sometimes. <laughs> I know sometimes. you are. Sometimes. It definitely is. But just, you, you know what I mean? Like, you, you have to, like, yeah, it is. It's like, and, and if, if, if the balance of power even just begins to tip a little bit at all, it's like, Almost like an overreaction <laughs> to put it back into place. To write it. To write that fucking in my world. that wrong in my world. <laughs> exactly. Yep. And so, you know, that's the uh, that's that's just what you know the way I see it. And I'm like, man, I just I don't know that I want to play that game. That's a great game to play. Is it? Yeah. You gotta yeah. keep your world right. <laughs> well no, it is for you. <laughs> right. Right, right, right. But it makes but, it makes you level up your world. No, it does, but I have more opportunities to find leveling up opportunities when I'm not taking ass whippings at 100%. So. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like a lot of rationale that doesn't even need to be made. Yeah, I know. It sounds worse than it is. Because it's not like I'm I'm going hard. It's more like I said, like, a, like I just understand the psychology of some training partners and like, all right. And you can just feel the I got, difference. I gotta let them have a little bit of a bone just to keep the fucking scales even in their mind <laughs> so that this just doesn't result in something horribly wrong. Like, like, what's the point? There's no point for me. So, in my mind, I look like I'm playing the fucking, like, I'm, I'm playing the game, right? Because I know what's going on. I'm control. like, I know, I, I know, I know them almost better than they know themselves. And so, like, I'm, I'm manipulating them on some level. I'm like, I know how to keep you from doing this. And so, 
I'm going to manipulate that knowledge instead of just run headlong into the teeth of the fucking beast every time. Just run headlong swinging that battle axe, man. <laughs> some days it'll work, some days it won't. I don't know. That's my move. Nah. I see. I'm mainly talking like going full tilt boogie on shit. It's like if something's there, it's there. But there's that time when it's like, all right, I can go fucking competition level and just do this just to fucking do it. Or, you know, I'm not like, I'm not purposefully giving up something or or whatever that wouldn't normally be there. It's just like that. Am I going to amp this up to fucking 11? I rarely do that anyway. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say is that's not really your jam anyways. No, I just don't. I so yeah, that's not you. you. You just don't do that. You're more even keeled. Yeah. You, you, you don't ever just like go turbo destructo mode. I didn't. Yeah, it's just not my... It's just not your... <clears throat> so, it's kind of... You just kind of do the same thing all the time. And just in your head, <laughs> you've changed the rationale. to like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping him from killing me. Or I'm doing good shit. It depends on what day you're talking about. <laughs> it's all the same pace and the same thing. Yeah. You're just putting a different label on it. Yeah. That's the way I see it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways. It's a good question, though. It is a good it's question. A good question. So. So tap the fuck out. Yeah, tap take them out. Tap them out take your ass. Get them. Or maybe not. Maybe you're whooping that ass that time. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Anyways. All right. We had another dude. We did have another dude. Asking us for fucking medical advice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and being that we are doctors on the internet. Strangely enough. We're going to fucking get this guy all straightened out. Yeah. So, um, this guy, Sam, he didn't tell us where he's from, so we'll assume it exists. Probably Australia. So he, uh, among other things, had a, a question about a... A condition known as pectus excavatum. Is that how you would say sure, that? Sure, that's how I'd say it. Or a funnel chest. And basically it is a, uh, a you know medical condition where your breastplate uh, is caved in. And so it affects upper body uh, conditioning and strength. You don't have the same... Muscle attachments, obviously, it's going to affect lung capacity and stuff. And so he uh, was asking about advice on training with that, like doing jujitsu. And if, you know, he was saying he was doing swimming. Swimming, well, yeah, basically, like the question was, yeah, one, is swimming a good uh, conditioning tool for jujitsu? And two, he, he made the statement that because he, he has trouble. You know, like weight training, he didn't really specify what kind of weight training, but weight training and doing jiu-jitsu it just makes him too tired. Yeah. Um, so those are kind of the two big points, right? Yeah. What you brought up. Yeah, just any advice on training with that condition, and then he just kind of had some specifics based on what he was trying to do there, but yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I guess, first of all, yeah, so I, swimming's a great conditioning tool, I think. No, it's not beating the fuck out of your joints. It's great for, it works all sorts of different muscles. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think swimming's great. Um, to man, I would really think I would like to know what kind of weight training he was trying to do, you know, strength and conditioning he was trying to do that was making him too tired for jiu jitsu. Yeah, then you know, that, that'd be that'd be, I think that'd be helpful to help answer the question better. Um, because I think it would be, I mean, obviously, I've never had this 
thing where my chest caved in. I don't know anybody like it, so I don't know. But I would have to think resistance training would be really good for it. You know, like training your back, trying to get strong to help with posture. Yeah. I yeah. would think. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's and, what we looked up on Wikipedia uh, just to make sure <laughs> we weren't just completely throwing out ridiculous advice. Right. Um, but it, it was really just kind of confirmed what I think both of us thought already, uh, which is that, um, man, just regular training, like what it sounds like, if you think about it, man, most people have that condition going on on some level anyways. I mean, they've got like the caved in chest because the, their, their shoulders are rounded forward, their heads pulled forward. And so it's really just kind of an extreme um, version, of that. version of that. And so a lot of the things that you want to do working on the posterior chain, the postural muscles, um, you know, the, you know, those things were what, you know, they mentioned in the Wikipedia article. Uh, I mean, those are just kind of basic strategies for, um, good strength training anyways. And, you know, doing aerobic exercise, like that was the thing is like, it didn't, the advice was basically like, man, just do normal, like good strength training and conditioning just understanding that you're going to have some limitations with how how strong and and you can be in some of these other uh things but uh but basically yeah like don't don't necessarily let it be an excuse was yeah. really kind of what i took from it it's like man it's there you gotta but today, it's, it's hand, real it's the hand you're dealt man you yeah run with it and the fact that this guy's doing jiu-jitsu is fucking awesome yeah i think it's fucking awesome i think it's i think it's awesome and I, I would suggest, hey, man, I, I would really suggest that like, strength training is going to be really important. I, yeah. I, I think, man, you got to get in there and lift some weights. Yeah. And I mean, if you, and I would structure, like, if jiu-jitsu is your most important thing, you know, put that in your schedule as your most important thing. You know, if you're doing jiu-jitsu five days a week, build your training around that. If you're doing it three days a week, build your training around that. You know, maybe don't lift real heavy on the days, the same days as jiu-jitsu. Like, structure it. Like jiu-jitsu is the big rocks. Those don't move because days and class times. And then <clears throat> your weightlifting, strength and conditioning, excuse me, is, you know, structured around that so you're not too wore out. I mean, dude, man, it wouldn't hurt to probably go get some workouts in with a personal trainer, someone skilled. Yeah. You know, tell them your goals and kind of that way it helps you kind of educate yourself and you can start building your own framework and your own program. But go hire a personal trainer and learn, learn to do it properly. Yeah, you know, yeah, that would be a big step. Man, I'm 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 starting to sound like a broken record. I was telling Kelly this this morning. Uh, I'm getting to the point where people say they want to get do strength training, get stronger. It's like do two days a week of ramping isometrics, play your sport, come back in a few weeks. Let's mm -hmm. and and now let's talk about what you think that you need to work on because that's gonna fill in so many gaps right there and then you're not sitting there trying to create this whole big workout program to fill in all the gaps because that's where you get tired and beat up is trying to do traditional strength training to fill in all the gaps and it's uh do that and then then add on that stuff if you still need it because you know just what he was talking about like regular training and doing jujitsu made me too tired it's like well fuck dude does everyone i don't know anyone that it doesn't affect you have to really be on it, it takes a while too especially if you're you're starting out you got to remember that man your efficiency gets better so you rolling as a white belt 
is not the same thing as you rolling as a purple belt, brown belt, black belt. And so you're not going to be able, you're not going to have as much energy and to be able to put into strength training stuff. Like, you know, you're just you're so fighting for your life, fighting for your life and your body's getting conditioned to it and you're trying to get more efficient, the movements. And so, um, yeah, man, just focusing on the ramping isometrics and then doing jujitsu and then trying that for like a month or two and then seeing like, okay, now what do I still feel I need to work on? What other gaps do I feel I need to fill in? It's like, okay, well now we can start looking at adding another workout or two each week to fill in those gaps. But, um, man, there's no reason to overcomplicate it. Yeah. And the, I, I've, I've, I've come to this conclusion cause I'm kind of coming back full circle. I gotten more into doing the strength training stuff. And just, it hurts, man. Eventually it just hurts. It hurts fucking lifting weights, like your joints and everything. And I get pissed off when I'm like, fuck man, like my elbow hurts because of doing rows this morning. It's like, I don't want my elbow to hurt. My elbow hurts because of jujitsu, but it gets worse doing the more strength training stuff I do. It's like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Why am I not just doing what I know works? Ramping isometrics, mobility, jujitsu, playing around with some maces and doing some other things on occasion because it's fun. But this whole st structured strength training stuff, it's, uh, yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough to balance the two. So that's my, my thoughts. I mean, I think you can balance the two, you know, uh, but it takes practice and skill and just learning your body and how much you can put out before you feel broken or too tired. I mean, cause I do, I like, I like strength training. I, I like lifting weights. You know, I like doing ramping isos too. I mean, I do both, um, but I do, I just like lifting weights. It's yeah. Fun, but it's not know? affecting you like that. No. You know what I mean? If you, yeah, I've been, I mean, I've been at this shit for so many years. Right. Jiu-jitsu yeah. and strength Jiu -jitsu training. Jiu-jitsu and strength training. So I know, so I know. If you're trying to start jiu-jitsu and strength training at the same time. That's tough. That's a big, big uphill battle. Yeah. That's why I'd be like, just do ramping isometrics, yeah. man. Focus on that. Get, get better at jiu-jitsu. And then as your conditioning gets better, as you feel like you're able to do more, then you can start adding in the strength training. Because I guarantee you, if you start to feel beat up and sore, like what's the first thing you're going to cut out? The strength training. Right, exactly. It's not going to be jujitsu. And you know the ramping isometrics are not really adding to it that much so that, that's kind of my point is like if you're if you're talking big rocks right like it's jujitsu ramping isometrics the other stuff starts to become smaller rocks type stuff like because you don't you don't have to have it and it'd be the first thing that you take out if you're like okay i have to take something out like what are you going to take out and it's like oh i'm going to take out that so it's like, okay, well, that's not a big rock then. And, uh, but anyways, so yeah, that's my, cause Kevin was talking about wanting to get a strength training program. I'm going to tell him he's got to, you just got to come to grumpy guy, got to come to grumpy guy, do the, do the ramping isometrics and the mobility, you know, uh, you can do that at home. I'll give you the freaking list so that you can do it at home by yourself another time. And then try that for six to eight weeks and then see how you feel see how you're feeling yeah. and see then then we'll decide then we'll figure out what else you need to do but dude here's a program we're going to be doing kettlebell this and maces that and you know bodyweight training this and you know here's a three-day rotating split and all this shit and it's like 
Most people aren't going to do it, man. Most people aren't you. You're French. We talked about this last time. I, mean, I forget that sometimes. You know, I, I was reading an article the other day. It was actually some Australian. I think it was some Australian strength and conditioning coach. And he just he was he was talking about uh, stimulation, not annihilation, when it comes to training. Yeah. You know, when you're, you know, to really treat the training, your weightlifting, whatever it is, ramping isos like a skill, and just stimulating your body. Just because if you just provide enough stimulus over time, your body's going to grow and adapt, and you're going to get stronger. You know, every time you do a strength and condition, you don't have to annihilate yourself. Right. And I think that's where a lot of people fuck up too. Is like, oh, I got to get my heart rate up this high, or I got to be just. It's no, you don't have to. They're testing okay, the te- their yeah. capacity, not te- building, not building it, yeah. and just little bits every day build it. Yep. And I think that's where a lot of people get, you know, too wore out or too tired too. That's true too, man. Yeah. yeah. Treat it like a skill, just like a practice. And yep. You you you'll get gains from it. You'll feel good, no matter you know whatever. But yeah, it's. I think that's an important thing too. Yeah. I like the stimulation, not annihilation. Yeah, no, it's super important. That idea of just it's pushing your eighty percent. If you expand your eighty percent, your hundred percent is going to expand as well. And without you having to hammer your head against it, and so that's the whole easy strength uh, idea. Like getting stronger does not have to be harder. It just you know it doesn't. It doesn't have to be super hard. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like jujitsu's hard. Weight strength training shouldn't be like you can only do so much. You do so many hard things. Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. Like if you write down, um, what uh, uh, you know, Joel Jameson talks about. You have three different kinds of days. You've got, you know, recovery days. You've got stimulation days, and you've got development days. And you know, kind of similar. You know, like stimulation is just that. You're just you're stimulating what's going on. Development is those days where you're working like really hard and like, you know, you're, you're pushing your capacities and then recovery day is pretty obvious. But you know, when you, when you sit down and you look at it, it's like, okay, everybody thinks like every day is a development day. And it's like, no, you can't realistically, you got one or two development days a week. Right. And that's if, I mean, that's if you're, you're getting good rest, right? If you yeah, if you yeah. want to do two, you need to be well rested. Yes, nutrition is pretty good. Recovering. Yep. yep. So you're, you're talking like two, you know, development. You know, two uh, stimulation days. That's four days right there. You know, throw in a recovery day or two, and so and it's like so you you see that most of your days, the the bulk of your work are going to be stimulation days. So again, that expanding that eighty percent, and and you have to take those those development days into account. It can either be like a super hard workout, or or like if you do strength training and jujitsu on the same day, that'd be a that's a development day. day. Even if you didn't go balls out in either workout, it's still a development day from your body's perspective. And so when you just sit down and you just map out your week, I had to do this recently because you know I was just like man things are starting to get a little off kilter. I just had to sit down again. Okay, what are things looking like now? And I'm like, well, that ain't working. I got like development, stimulation, development. Like that's, you know, I don't have enough recovery between the days. Um, but that that helps too is because uh, you do need, you need recovery and, and the stimulation. And you do need to annihilate yourself every once in a while. But the bulk of it needs to be, you know, out of, you're you're only doing like out of a month you're doing like maybe maybe eight days of development out of 30 right right 
So it's it's not the bulk of it. It's just and so the bulk of it's the other shit. The bulk of it's stimulation and recovery, and you got to plan that out and just be realistic with yourself about you know where things are and how you have to structure things. But that's another thing that'll help with the strength training, like you're saying, is if you're not if you're not taking these other factors into account, you're not thinking about your week this way, and you're just kind of like shotgun i'm gonna do jiu-jitsu here and strength training here and no more jiu-jitsu here and it's like yeah but how is that from an energy standpoint you know or, or how is this looking um but yeah yeah you got to balance that because if you don't you're gonna you're gonna wreck yeah you're gonna break something yep yeah yeah so the whole no pain no gain thing is uh it only works in your 20s <laughs> short window yes there's a short window where that short works. window so we are past that window yeah, 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 man. So, anyway, so hope that dude got a good answer from. Yeah, I think Sam or whatever his name was. Yeah, yeah, I think just man, keep training. He had another. He had a question too about uh, neon belly and feeling like he's gonna puke when people get him on neon belly and uh, just not knowing if that was normal or gassing or. Uh, dude, that's blah, blah, normal. Blah. That's normal for somebody who doesn't have a caved-in fucking chest. Yes, this poor guy's dealing with a caved-in chest, so I would have to say that's probably pretty normal. Yeah. You know what your best neon belly escape is, buddy? Don't. Don't let get them get there. there. Yeah. You see them passing your guard and fucking going to side control neon belly, you scramble and get out of there. Yep. That'll be your best bet. Yeah. Yeah, but neon belly, when you're tired and out of breath, it can, oh. re- it can really suck. Neon belly, fucking body triangle. Oh, body back. Oh, yeah. From the his, Yes. Oh. Those are a couple things that when you're just gassed. Yep. And then that happens. And then, yeah, oh. that happens. Because. Both of them, you've got someone just putting a lot of pressure directly on your diaphragm and you know your breathing muscles there, and that's just not good. No good. Your body does not like that. Your brain has all sorts of built-in reactions dude. to that. None yeah. of them are good. No. Start so. biting people and freaking out and shit. Yeah, it will get better. I mean, it is one of those specific strength things that, like, the more you wrestle and the more you get in the belly, the just the stronger you get, the, the more tension you're able to create to kind of counteract their pressure, um, which is still not a good defense. But it is a defense. But it is a defense, man, yeah. So it'll at least give you some a little more time to think before you start feeling like you're going to puke. Um, but, dude, yeah, we were talking about this the other day. Like, neon belly and, and side control, like, those positions in general are just, they're tough to get out of, and you just got to move. And, and uh, if... Yeah, you got someone sitting on your freaking diaphragm with their knee. It makes it harder. It makes it way harder. It makes it way harder. So it can be very unpleasant. Yeah, yeah. So that's normal. normal. That's just normal stuff, man. So just don't let them get a knee on belly. Work on your knee on belly escapes. And uh, yeah, stick with it. Stick with it. Yeah. Just keep training, man. Cool. Just keep training. So What else we got? I think we got our our subject. For the day. Before we get into that, dude, I gotta pee like a racehorse. Do you? Yep. Let's do it. Pee break. Alright. I might leave this in here for you guys just listening. Just to edit. <laughs> edit it out. Hey, Z. Why don't you go in there and talk something? Okay. Hi, I'm Z. This is Chuck. Um, and 
And this is Shiloh. So we went into kids' class jujitsu today, and you want to tell them what we learned, Z? We. You forget what we were doing? Yes. Well, we worked on drilling the duck walk double leg, mm -hmm. and then we worked on doing a triangle. Frosting. Yeah. And, but I didn't know how to sprawl though, so I didn't really make it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're James Wilson's children. Yep. That's not going to do the microphone, Z. Stop, 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 okay? Z, stop, okay? Okay, I'll stop. Thank you. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Mm. What about the Grumpy Guy BJJ program? <laughs> What's the Grumpy Guy BJJ program, Z? Actually, the Grumpy Guy BJJ people that's making the podcast. What about them? James and Rob. What about them? They also do jujitsu. Yep, that's what the whole podcast is about, huh? Yeah, and I also do kickboxing. Once a week. Yep. I've never been in this podcast before. <laughs> Me neither. I'm so shy. Are you shy? No, I'm not. <laughs> it's alright. I don't want you to tell the whole Okay. So, um, Tito's building a Lego set. If you have seen the Lego movie too, it's the Sweet Mayhem thing. <laughs> it's Sweet Mayhem's jet. Dude, stop knocking into the thing. What are you guys talking about? Um, everything. Everything. That's what we about. <laughs> and they yeah. also told them. Oh, and this they is Also told them that if you have ever seen the work of movie two, keep it building the sweet mayhem thing. It's sweet mayhem shit. That's cool. That's right. Uncle Rob got it for her for her birthday. Yep. Yep. Well, it was before her birthday. After. After. After her birthday, but before her birthday party. It's true. <laughs> it's in it the middle. True. Yeah, it was in the middle. What? I have never been on the podcast before. No, well now you have. Now you're going to be on there. All right, well now you guys have posted your little segment. Yay. So now you got to get out of here. No, we don't. Yes, we, do. <laughs> we don't. Why not? We can, you guys can still talk. We can be on the podcast with you guys. I don't know if that's going to be a good idea. It is. No, you like to talk a lot. I know, and I can be quiet in this podcast. No, you guys are going. You guys are taking Hawk out. Come on. No, we'll do some more later. Fine. <laughs> you don't blast okay. out there. See, this <laughs> is why. This is why. You're proving my point. Stop, Z. Stop. Alright, come on. You guys go. Okay. Thanks for listening to Kay. two guys. <laughs> two guys. Yeah, and, and three two guys. guys. Three guys and a tita. <laughs> three guys and a sister and a tita. Alright. And a mom. And a mom. Oh man. <laughs> We'll have to leave most of that in. Yes. <laughs> we'll see how that goes.
I don't know how riveting that entire conversation was. No. So. But anyways, so we're back. We're back. From yes. all that craziness. Yeah. The subject for today was being a good training partner. Being a good training partner. It was, uh, um, yeah, I told you I read a, it was a post Josh Hinger put about rolling and it's kind of funny because it kind of ties in a few yeah, things. Everything we've we been talking about. We've been talking about. And he was saying about how, you know, he respects people that no matter how much, no matter how hard you're coming at them, they never, they don't quit. And you can tell when someone quits and they just stop trying. And, and he was like, you know, that, uh, that makes him mad because it's, it, it robs him of a chance to, to get better, to be better. Yeah. To be better. And so you're not just screwing yourself, uh, by just quitting and, and not continuing to try, but, uh, you're, you're screwing your training partner and it just got me thinking like, man, there's a lot that goes into being a training partner. And like, you know, I was one of the re I said, got me thinking like, this is one of the reasons you want to train, like do some strength and conditioning stuff and mobility stuff outside of jujitsu so that like you can be a better training partner. You can present a better physical challenge. It, it does take more to get you to the point where you break. Cause again, like, I, I, we've, I've been there. Yeah, we've all been, we've all been there, we've all there been man. Point. So yeah, and and but you're, yeah, you work to not get to that point because you don't want to. And I was, you know, talking about, uh, um, yeah, just that learned helplessness thing because that's kind of what it is. And it's like, do you give in to that learned helplessness, or do you, you know, just give into it for a, a, a minute or a round or whatever, and then just come back and you know uh keep trying hard so that's what makes you 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 have to, to that's what makes a good training partner because you can't get good at this by yourself so but there's a lot of other things that go into being a good training that's, partner you know, man, we could take that you know that conversation a lot of different directions as far as being a good training partner but <clears throat> i think that's a big one and i think that's one that doesn't get talked about a lot is taking care of yourself that is one of the best ways you can be a good training partner. That way, that way you are a handful on the mat. You know that that's how you want other people to look at you. You want everyone on that mat to know, like, fuck, this is not going to be an easy round. And that's what you want, and that's how you want people to think and see you. Because yeah, if you're trying to make each other better, so you being the best version of yourself, it's just going to help all your training partners be better. They have to be to deal with you. Yeah. That's yeah. So man, so much goes into that as far as you know your strength and conditioning, eating properly. Don't eat a shit ton of food before you come to class, because then you won't be able to train real hard. Yeah. You know, and then you're taking rounds off, and they, it's not just you. It's not just you. You're there to help everybody. You're there to make yourself better, but in turn, you're making everybody else better. Yeah. So it's it's you got to be selfish to not be selfish. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You, you got to take some selfish time to your to yourself to make sure you are the best version physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever. And so you can fucking turn all your training partners into killers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. Push them so they get better. Yeah. But uh yeah, man, that that uh the you know, putting that time in was it I was talking with uh Nick uh Pinto, Brazilian Nick. And he's been, you know, working a lot, hasn't been making it in as much. And, and he said he was talking with Pimenta when he was out here. And Pimenta told him that, look, man, 
you got three things in your life. You got, you got uh, work, you got family, you got jujitsu. He's like, you don't not go to work because you're tired and sore. Like you don't not do the things you need to do for your family. So like, why are you not doing the things you need to do for jujitsu? Just because you get home from work and you're tired and whatever. And, and you know, that, that obviously talking like just get your ass to jujitsu, but it expands beyond that to like the things that we were talking about. And that's why looking at the, you know, what you eat, uh, the sleep you get, your, your mobility, your it, it's all an extension of, of jujitsu. Like that's why you do it because it makes my jujitsu better. Not cause I fucking like strength training. I mean, I do on some level, but that's like my main motivation is like, Oh, that's gonna make me better at jujitsu. Mm-hmm. And I think that helps people stay more better motivated to do that stuff if they look at it that way. And again, we've talked about before, like you can't, you can't compartmentalize. It's it's kind of the problem when you compartmentalize what you do in the gym and outside of the gym, because you're not going to be a good training partner. Like it's going to be really hard to be the best training partner that you could be. uh, If, if they're two separate, if they're two separate things, you've got a hard line separating your life, your jujitsu life and your outside life. Like they need to coexist. Yeah. They have they're to. one of the same. Yeah. There's no line. There's they no line. I know. That's what it's all about. So, um, but yeah, but what, uh, what's some other good training partner tips that you got? Cause it is, man. I've talked to people like, you know, had a, a new, new guy trying class. Was it this last Wednesday? And you realize like, man, being an Uki is a skill. There's a skill that comes with that. Yeah, learn, and that just comes with time. You know, being an Uki, or for people who don't know, you're being the training dummy for your partner. You know, when you're drilling with your partner, you're being the test dummy for them. Yeah, because you don't want to just be a limp noodle and lay there. And, but you don't want to, like, defend it really at all. I mean, you may give them a look just so they know what to do, but you're not really trying to defend. Right. And you got to find that happy medium. And, it's, and that just comes with time, you know. Yeah, because when you're learning to move, you don't need resistance, really. You just need a body. Right. And maybe maybe one reaction, you know, depending on how many layers down the move you're trying. But you need a body. You just need some limbs. Just, yeah, that takes that takes skill. Yeah. Some of the time. Just, Let's say, because uh, I've told a couple people this, like, if you don't know what else to do, just try and stay balanced. Yeah. That's probably, like, the number one thing, because people, they just don't do anything and or they just they react in these really funky ways and and nine times out of ten what they what that means is is they just your body naturally wants to maintain some sort of base and balance and and if you just try to to do that you'll give your training partner a much better look you'll train yourself to react more naturally to things but yeah they just they sit there and they get like rolled over and it's like, well, man, that's not it. Like, what would you normally do if someone was trying to, to sweep you over this way? And that's where like, you don't want to resist it, but you got to react semi-normally, got to react semi-normally. And that, that usually includes just trying to keep your balance. Yeah. yeah, That's a good way to put it. Cause it is hard to explain when people are doing that, when they just, when you're say you're trying to learn a sweep or something, and they either fall over too early, you know, or like, or you just breathe on them, or and they fall fun. over. So you're not getting adequate practice, but they're doing that because they're trying to be nice. They're yeah. trying to be a compliant partner, and they just don't know any better, right? And so it's 
Yeah. And it's on the more advanced person to tell them, like, hey, hey, don't fall over quite so easy. Yeah. Like, don't, I mean, because if you know what move the guy's going to drill, if you're to resist 100%, you can shut it down 99% of the time. Like, but yeah, if they got one move one they're going to do, and all you, you got to do is shut down that shut one down move. Shut down one move, you're going to stop it. Yeah, you'd be a fucking world champion. Because <laughs> you're not going to worry about anything else. You're going to feel really good about your jiu-jitsu. <laughs> And I see that too. I see that too, I, man. I see that, and I just oh, I shake my head like, what is going on over there? Like, what? Why are they doing that? We're supposed to be drilling, but anyways, I won't even get into that. Yeah, I mean, drilling should be somewhere in that like forty, you know, fifty percent range of of effort. I mean, it shouldn't be putting out anywhere near a hundred percent effort with drilling, and. Um, so, but yeah, but just knowing that there's a skill to being a good training partner. So, you know, work on that. I mean, unfortunately, I see, you see some, some people with a little bit of color on their belt who still are not good ukis. They're not good drilling partners because they just, I think that people want to do the right thing. They yeah. just don't always necessarily they don't know. know. And I do, I see that a lot, you know, blue belts and sometimes even purple belts that aren't good training partners. But that's just because... Either someone didn't really instill that lesson in them early on, or they didn't listen, and they didn't really see the le- the value in having a good drilling partner. Yeah. And so they haven't fully wrapped their mind around it yet. Because once you understand the value of a good training partner, then you're like, oh, I see what it, I see what I like in a good drilling partner. So then now I can provide that same right service, so to speak. Yeah. And yeah. so if you haven't spent a lot of time drilling, you don't know what. A good drilling partner and a bad drilling partner, the difference is. Yeah. So you don't really know how to reciprocate. Yeah. I just haven't even, like, thought about it. Thought about it. Yeah, maybe I haven't even fucking thought about it. So, yeah, (laughs) yeah. But there is, it's a a skill. So, like, being a good training partner, it's important. Uh, So, yeah, I got to think about how you can, how you can do that, uh, like that as well. So... What else can we talk about? Don't be a stinky bastard. Yeah, that's a good one, man. Just got to be aware of, of, you know, don't Wash be stinky. Your shit. Or, don't be stinky. Yeah, this is, man, I feel like we're podcast episode number one. Yeah, it's Advice for fucking white belts. Yeah. You can go back and listen to that. A lot of that is just like, because that is a lot of, this goes hand in hand. Like, the better you get, the better training partner, you know, you'll be. And so, a lot of it's just kind of learning the etiquette for how to, how to be a good training partner so that people want to drill with you. I and mean, we've talked about that, man. You just you can get people self select themselves out of the system all the time. They're either horrible training partners and horrible to roll with. They fucking stink, you know, and then it, it just naturally people don't want to train with them and they don't want to roll with them and they they, they sense it. They sense it and they just kinda of get, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you wanna the flip side of that is you know, social animals, like you want to make sure that you're doing everything in your power to be a desirable training partner. Like, dude, I'm fucking lucky as hell. I got, you know, fucking black belt who's my, you know, best friend in there and my my best train main drilling partner. And like, I had to, I had to earn that. Like, I know you, like you don't just train and drill with anybody. And it's like, I really had to work hard to earn that. And it's like, but you and I, like we both, because we both think the same way, like we make fucking great training partners because like, you know that you can do something and that you can get some feedback from me or like, Hey, try doing this. And you know, I'm going to do what you want. And so, and you know, obviously vice versa, but like, but it, it was an effort. It, like it took, 
an effort on my part to get to be a good drilling partner. And the payoff is that I'm a desirable training partner. So good people want to train with me. And guess how that, that helps my jujitsu. Like now I'm, my jujitsu is better because I got you helping me every Saturday when I'm doing drill shit going like, yeah, that doesn't feel right. Or, you know, try this, this way or whatever. Like that's, that's invaluable shit. It is. And, but it, it doesn't, you have to earn that. And, and that only comes by being a good, good training partner, being a good team member, uh, in there. So it, uh, it pays off. It's not just for your, your training partners who you're making better, but it, it gives you more opportunities down the road. So, um, and that, that falls into just like we talked about the very first thing we said and we've talked about a bunch of times is take care of yourself. Yeah. You know, and then that helps everybody else get better. Yeah. It does. It, everybody just worries about themselves. Everybody worries about themselves. And everybody will get better. Yep. So, yeah, I think that's good. I think that uh, um, some good points there. I mean, it's we talk about just shit that goes into being a good training partner all the time, but yeah. I just... Thought it was a good thing to touch on. I really like that. Well, I think that you guys question about, you know, I, I like the fact that he's thinking about somebody's feelings, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Their psychology, because, you know, we're friends, and that's cool that he's doing that. So it kind of spiraled us, you know, and, makes, and that goes into being a good training partner. There's a lot of different levels, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. That's what makes fucking jiu-jitsu so awesome. That's for sure. Because they are, man. The relationships you build. Are uh, are good. They are good. Which we were joking earlier about, like as much as you hate to do it, like being a nice guy and building your social uh, bank accounts paid off. Cause I got to drive your ass to Vail. It. I mean, dude, I had to do the math. Like I basically have to be at your house. Four a.m. At like four a.m. Yeah. I was yep. gonna tell you that. <laughs> I was I was coming. saying like three forty five hours. I was thinking like you know. We need to be on the road by four a.m. Yeah. Yeah, depending on weather. Yep. Well, we can start all this off the podcast. Exactly. But yes, <laughs> I have... Uh, um, yeah, you're going to be at my house at 4 o'clock Tuesday morning. Yes. That's because you're such a good friend. Right, exactly. But it's... Uh, I'll be in your debt. Yeah, man, it's good though. I mean, because, you know, jiu-jitsu. Without jiu-jitsu. Without right? jiu-jitsu, man. It's, what the fuck would I have done? Nothing. Nothing. You'd have nobody. Nobody. Nothing. I'd have nobody. If it wasn't for jiu-jitsu, I'd have no friends. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the same boat, man. It's the best fucking friends I've ever had, really. Yep. So, love all my jiu-jitsu folk. I do. So, all right. I see we call that good. I think and so. And a good positive note. Yeah. We started off talking shit about that dickhead suing people. Yeah, but that's not what jiu-jitsu that's is about. That's not what jiu-jitsu is about. So. So, about making good friends so they can be at your house at 4 a.m. to take you to... That's right. <laughs> take you to get a second knee surgery. That's right. <laughs> That's what it's about. You got to commit the whole day to it too. You got to drive me up there, wait for my surgery, drive me back. Yeah. You committed all day for that. Dude, I was going to have to sleep when I get back. I even had, like you said, I had to put your name on the paperwork for the hospital that you're my caretaker. I know we joked you're, about you're that. You're officially my caretaker. Yeah, don't be talking about There's going to be a doing... few moments there when you're out and I'll have power of attorney. Yeah. Well, I didn't really plus. assign you over power of attorney, so I don't know well, how much listen to you. You know, they have to make a decision. Who are they going to talk to you? What are you going to tell him? Chinese body form. <laughs> Chinese. <laughs> I figured that. How much can we get for him? He's only got one ACL. I understand. He's damaged. We'll cut you a little bit. Of yeah, man. What can we get for him? <laughs> Thanks. Hey, no problem, man. All right. Say we end it there. Yes. If Rob's, if Rob's still with us next week, we'll be back. We'll be back. we see you. Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ Podcast. Thank you all for listening. 
You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now. So get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. Consequences, but what you do.